welcome to the 70th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead, turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're talking about a lesser known franchise, and that's the Hitcher franchise. There are three movies total in the series. And the first movie is The Hitcher from 1986, directed by Robert Harmon, produced by David Obick and Kip Oman, written by Eric Redd. And you may remember him. He also wrote Near Dark, starring Rudger Howard as The Hitcher and C. Thomas Howell as his prey, Jim. Jennifer Jason Lee as Nash, who's a waitress from a truck stop diner. Uh, music by Mark Isham. You'll remember him. He's done tons of things. Um, we talked about him when we did Blade. He also has done Nell, A River Runs Through It, Kiss the Girls, Point Break, and lots of other stuff. Cinematography by John Seal. He's also done a ton of stuff, including Mad Max, Fury Road, Rain Man, The English Patient. He won an Oscar for that. Cold Mountain, and the talented Mr. Ripley, to name a few. And the second movie is Hitcher 2, I've Been Waiting, from 2003. This was direct-to-video, directed by Louis Mornow, produced by Charles R. Meeker, and written by Molly Meeker, Charles Meeker, and Leslie Scharf. Returning is C. Thomas Howell as the same character, Jim Halsey. And he is joined by Carrie Werrer, W-H-R-E-R. She's been in Sliders, MTV's Remote Control, etc. She plays his girlfriend Maggie. And Jake Busey, who plays the Hitcher. And he's been also been tons of stuff like um, From Dust Till Dawn, Starship Troopers, Predator. And of course he is the son of Gary Busey. Music here is by Joe Kramer. Cinematography by George... Uh, Mora Dian, M-O-O-R-A-D-I-A-N. And the last movie, also called The Hitcher, is actually a remake from 2007, directed by Dave Myers, produced by Michael Bay's production company, Platinum Dunes. And if you don't know, they've made tons and tons of horror remakes, including Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003, Amityville Horror from 2005, Friday the 13th from 2009, and A Nightmare on Elm Street, from 2010. Eric Red is credited as a screenplay along with Eric Burnt and Jake Wade Wall, but Eric Red actually didn't work on the screenplay. They just credited him since he did the first movie. This time around, starring Sean Bean as the Hitcher, Sophie Bush and Zachary Knighton as his targets, Grace and Jim, and Neil McDonough, who plays um, Lieutenant Sheriff Estridge, you remember him from tons of stuff, too. He's been in, most recently, I think, the CW series uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and he was also in Flash. Music by Steve Jablonski, and he has collaborated with Michael Bay on many of occasions, including Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Amityville Horror, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Transformers, etc., and cinematography by James Hawkinson. He's done uh, The Man in the High Castle, for which he won an Emmy, and Hannibal, and of course lots of other stuff. So a lot of 
uh, really talented people with lots of experience working on these movies. Where to find these movies? Uh, the first teacher is currently available on HBO. The second one and the remake are on Amazon for $4 each. Or you can check them out on YouTube, Google Play, Vudu for the usual $4 each. They are not on Netflix, Hulu, Shudder, or Tubi. Rotten Tomato scores. The first teacher, critics gave a 61, audiences gave it a 74, so relatively high. Uh, Hitcher 2, which of course was direct-to-video, therefore it was not rated by critics. Audiences gave it an 18%, which is very low. And then lastly, Hitcher the Remake, critics gave it a 19%. Audiences gave it a 52%. So a big difference between critics and audiences there. On to the plot. For the first Hitcher, IMDb says, A young man who escapes the clutches of a murderous hitchhiker is subsequently staked by the Hitcher and framed for his crimes. So the plot in these movies is very straightforward. There's a protagonist uh, who's driving somewhere cross-country, far from home. He runs into a hitchhiker on an isolated road. He picks him up. Um, only to find that he has very quickly made a big mistake. Um, the hitchhiker is later named, we learn his name is John Ryder, but that's not really this guy's name. It's just the name of somebody he killed earlier. And he is a serial killer, and he's just killing people along the road. He ends up framing uh, the lead character in this movie, Jim. So the police, not only the... Hitcher is trying to kill Jim, but also the police are trying to kill him. He ends up at the police station at one point. The Hitcher kills all the cops and breaks him out or lets him escape. Um, so the Hitcher, we don't know if he has is supernatural or not, but it is almost impossible to kill that guy. So basically this movie, these movies boil down to they've got car chases and crashes and lots of shootings and stabbings and gore. So if you like that sort of thing, it might be for you. Um, at the very end of the movie, we're not actually sure the hitcher is dead. We see from a distance from his back that Jim shoots him. He falls like down in an embankment and then that's the end of the movie except for Jim it getting dark and Jim standing next to the car smoking. So it is presumed that the Hitcher is killed at that point. Next up, Hitcher 2, as I said, directed video. IMDB says, a sadistic serial killer terrorizes a couple driving on a rural highway in Texas while killing numerous people and framing them for his killings. So sounds very similar because it is. Uh, C. Thomas Howe returns as the same character. This time he's a, a grown-up Jim, and he's now a cop. And he has a girlfriend. Um, and they are traveling to see one of the cops that he made friends with after, his, after the first movie concluded. Uh, Rudger Howard is replaced in this movie by Jake Busey. And while Jake Busey is convincing as a crazy person, uh, nothing can top the cold dead stare of Rugger Hauer, in my opinion. Uh, another difference in this movie, of course, is that Jim is not alone this time. He has a girlfriend. And also, Jim gets knocked off earlier in the movie, and then it's up to the girlfriend, Maggie, 
to try to avenge his death, and he made her promise to try to kill the guy. Um, so, lots of chasing around, trying to get killed. Of course, the police get involved. They start chasing her. Uh, finally, what happens is they had a small plane. Uh, yes, he's a pilot. He has his pilot's license, and she can also fly a plane. So she ends up flying a small plane into the windshield of the semi that the hitcher is driving. And then she manages to survive, um, but he's injured, and then... Uh, we're not sure if she's going to shoot him or not, but what she ends up doing is shooting the tanker that was filled with gas, uh, and instead that explodes and kills him, and we are sure he's dead because we see his body parts everywhere, like an arm, a leg, his torso, all of that. So he's definitely dead after that one. And lastly, the third movie, which is the Hitcher remake, IMDb says, a serial killer pins his crimes on two college students who give him a ride. So this time around, we have not Jim or Jim and his girlfriend, but we have two unrelated college kids, and they are driving to spring break someplace. This time around, Rudger Hauer and Jake Busey are replaced by Sean Bean, and he's suitably menacing, but again, no one can beat Rudger Hauer, in my opinion. Uh, the couple this time, they are named Grace and Jim, and um, again, like in the second movie, it ends up that the woman, this time Grace, is left to fight it out with the hitcher at the end, uh, and it looks like she is victorious, and that one, that hitcher is dead, so three dead hitchers apparently in these movies. Now, on to the trivia. There isn't a ton because um, these movies aren't super popular, but here's what we got. The first Hitcher, budget of $5.8 million, box office of $7.9 so it's not a big difference. Dutch actor Rudger Hauer, maybe best known for Blade Runner, for which he was nominated for Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actor. I think he played Roy. I can't remember his last name. He was an android on uh, Blade Runner. He's also done tons and tons of other stuff, Salem's Lot, the remake to The Poseidon Adventure, The Right, True Blood, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, something that he did fairly recently before he passed away last year was Channel Zero Butcher's Block, which I really enjoyed. Um, and as I said, he passed away last year at the age of 75. C. Thomas Howell is also a household name. He had his film debut in E.T., he was in The Outsiders as Pony Boy, which won him a Young Artist Award. He was in Red Dawn, War of the Worlds, Criminal Minds. He also played a doctor in the remake of The Poseidon Adventure, along with Rudger Hauer. Jennifer Jason Lee, also a household name, done tons of stuff. Single White Female, Dolores Claiborne with Kathy Bates, Atypical, Annihilation, and... Uh, maybe most recently The Hateful Eight. Both she and C. Thomas Howe were in 1984's Grandview USA with Jamie Lee Curtis and Patrick Swayze. And did you know that her father was Vic Morrow, who was killed along with two child actors during the filming of The Twilight Zone, the movie, during a tragic helicopter crash? 
Um, C. Thomas Howell admitted he was afraid of Rudger Hauer on and off the set because of Howard's general intensity. Howard did a lot of his uh, own stunt driving during the movie, which impressed the stunt crew. Sam Elliott originally got the role of John Ryder, but had to back out due to scheduling conflicts. When performing the windshield stunt, Howard knocked out one of his teeth with a shotgun, and I will say that's another really good scene in this movie. I think that all of these movies have some really good um, stunts and uh, car chases and special effects. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and Rutger Hauer were in Flesh and Blood from 1985 together. Many studios passed on this film due to the budget gore, and they didn't like the girl being ripped in half. So if you don't know what that means, that is the ending of the original, and also uh, the remake in which uh, one of the characters is tied between two trucks, and the hitcher is in one of the trucks threatening to drive away, which will rip the person in half. Uh, you didn't see that in the first movie. You definitely saw it in the remake. For the role of Jim Halsey, they considered Matthew Mordine, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, and his brother, Charlie Sheen. Entertainment Weekly ranks this as the 19th scariest movie of all time. This is one of the few movies where Roger Ebert gave zero reviews. And I will say I just read the review from him this morning. He obviously... From zero, he really didn't like it. Um, I thought he was pretty hard on it. It wasn't that bad. Uh, this is the directorial debut of Robert Harmon. Screenwriter Eric Red has a cameo as a deputy escorting the prisoner to the transfer bus at the end of the movie. And that's it for the first the second movie. movie, Hitcher 2. The show was in production when 9-11 uh, in 2001 occurred and the actors couldn't get from L.A. to Vancouver. And then the scene, as I already said, where um, Maggie flies the small plane into the cab of Jake Busey's semi, that was actually filmed on the morning of 9-11. And then right after that, they halted production for one week. And lastly, The Hitcher Remake had a box office of $25.4 million. I'm not sure what the budget was. Sophie Bush won two Teen Awards, Teen Choice Awards for this movie. One, um, Best Movie Actress in Horror or Thriller, and two, Breakout Female. Sean Bean, of course, has been in tons and tons of stuff, including Game of Thrones, he was Ned Stark, Lord of the Rings, si Silent Hill, GoldenEye, Patriot Games. He is died 23 times on screen, putting him right there, up there with on the screen death, the on screen deaths of lots of people, but despite that number, he still doesn't make the top 10. The person with the most on screen deaths is Danny Tejo. He's at number one with 65 deaths, including from Dust Till Dawn and Anaconda and lots and lots of other stuff. Uh, Bella Lugosi, Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, Christopher Lee, Lance Hendrickson, Eric Roberts, and Tom Sizemore are in the top ten. Shelley Winters holds the record for ladies with the most deaths with 20 on-screen deaths, followed by Julianne Moore with 17. Here's a blink and you'll miss it moment. Yara Martinez from Jane the Virgin 
played a, Martinez, sorry, played a waitress named Beth, who, um, one of the characters runs in and tries to get help in the diner, and she doesn't pay much attention to them. Too bad that wasn't a bigger role, because uh, she's really great. Uh, Rutger Hauer turned down a cameo for artistic reasons in this show. He said, uh, interview interview with him that I read recently, he really did ever take any projects based on how much money he was going to make. Jennifer Beale turned down the role of Grace. Britney Spears was also considered for the role. That would have been a very different movie, wouldn't it? The two main characters that survived the original film, which are Jim Halsey and Captain Ethridge are killed in the remake. Why should you watch these movies? Well, they don't get a lot of name recognition. Um, I'm not sure most people know about them, but they I thought they were fun. Uh, you just have to consider them for what they're worth. They're road chase movies, so as I said before, there's lots of crazy driving, crashes, fires, um, and gore. Um, they don't have much of a plot, but they don't really mean much of a plot. We never learn the backstory of the Hitcher. We just know that he likes to kill people and um, is very successful at it. I do love Rudger Hauer, as I said, in these movies, along with Anthony Hopkins. I think he's my favorite bad guy. Sean Bean did an okay job. I mean, he did a good job in the remake, but he's just not nearly as batshit crazy looking as Rutger Hauer. Um, the cinematography in all of these movies, I think, really enhance the picture. Uh, they're very stark landscapes, very wide shots. The characters are transposed against the blue sky, and it really um, gives you the feeling that they're in a very isolated location. So I thought the cinematography was great in all of these. Okay, on to the recipe. Uh, in the first movie, uh, in the remake, mm, no, in the first movie and part two, they're traveling to West Texas. I think in the remake, don't quote me, but they mentioned New Mexico. So I'm not sure if they're in New Mexico, they're in Texas. But I thought the recipe might be a good one this week is West Texas Asado, A-S-A-D-O. And basically it's... Uh, pork that's slow cooked in red chili sauce. It's similar to New Mexico's carne uh, atavada, except that is made with New Mexican red chilies and this is made with anchos. So the website I will include in the show notes is from homesicktexan.com and uh, just a note, it takes about four hours to prepare this meal, so don't think this is a, a fast fix, but let me just go over real quick the ingredients and then we'll talk about what it's cooked in. So the ingredients are 16 ancho chilies, seeded stem, salt and pepper, three pounds boneless pork shoulder cut into one inch cubes, two tablespoons lard, bacon grease, or peanut oil, half a medium onion diced, 10 clove garlic minced, half a cup chopped cilantro, one tablespoon dried oregano, one tablespoon ground cumin, half a ta tablespoon ground allspice, crumpled, I think it's cotija, C-O-T-I-J-A, cheese uh, for serving, and then warm flour tortillas for serving. 
So basically, uh, you take all of that uh, in a dry skillet, heat it on high, uh, toast the ants chilies on one side for about 10 seconds, fill the skillet with water, leave it on heat until the water begins to boil, and then turn off the heat and let the chilies soak for 30 minutes. Once hydrated, discard the soaking water, rinse the chilies well, then place them in a blender um, with a half a cup of fresh water and puree until smooth. Then you heat up the lard on medium heat, generally salt and pepper. Add to the pot, cooking until brown. Remove the pork, add to the pot the onion. Cook for five minutes, then add the garlic. Cook for 30 more seconds. Um, return the pork to the pot and pour in the chili puree. Add one cup of water, all the other stuff. Add salt and pepper. Cook covering on low heat for two and a half hours, stirring occasionally until tender. Taste and adjust with seasoning. Serve in bowls topped with the cheese I just mentioned or wrapped in flour tortillas for tacos. So that's the recipe. Um, now what you cook it in is different than what we've talked about previously on this podcast. So um, what they're cooking it in is called a Mexican wok or a cowboy wok. And it is not as deep as a Chinese wok. Um, it's called a disco or disc, and that's because it uh, traditionally is made out of a plow disc. You know, the discs that are in the plow when you plow the garden, um, it's made out of one of those. So you could make your own if you wanted to, and actually the directions on how to make it are at the bottom of the recipe from homesicktexan.com. Um you have to weld or take it to some place that can weld because you have to fill up the hole in the middle. Um, and then you have to cure it to try to get all the, you know, probably it's got lots of rust on it to try to get the rust out of it. Um, and then it will be good to go after you do that. So that's kind of an interesting thing. I didn't know that existed. Um, you can see directions on how to do it besides at the end of this recipe. Also, quick um, directions on YouTube. So, that's it for the recipe. Let's see, where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfrightatgmail.com or check us out on our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com In conclusion, like I said, I enjoyed these movies. Uh, they're a quick watch. Your mileage may vary. Um, don't expect a lot of plot. And I think what we've learned from this movie is don't pitch up pick up hitchhikers. If you didn't know that already, this should really convince you not to pick up hitchhikers. Um, the reason I picked these movies this week was they, they really aren't um, urban legends like we talked about last week, but they're sort of urban legend adjacent in that um, there's an urban legend about a vanishing hitchhiker, uh, which has appeared in many places um, throughout the world. Uh, and this one is kind of a variation of that. Um, usually the, uh, the vanishing hitchhiker just scares people and then disappears at some point out of the car or causes the person to wreck or something. And here, of course, the hitchhiker is um, a serial killer who appears not to be easily stopped. 
So that's it for this week. We'll check with you next week. Until then, please stay safe. Remember to social distance and wear your mask. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.